0: What was that? What number was that? Nah. or Not enough. Still a little meat on the Knew. ball, right? Still a little meat on the ball, right? Still, still a little meat on the ball for us to get better, right there. Growth mindset. We've got a lot, lot to get better on. We'll fix it up. Yeah.
1: Oh, Enjoy
0: this one. Let's get ready for tomorrow. Have a great week. One, One, two, three. We're live right now. Hey, we're live. Everybody got me live. Let's go, baby. Every man do their job. 111. 12 Calvert defense. Let's go. No overthinking, right? Go play some ball. Go play some football. It's an exciting time to be a Buffalo Bill and a fan of the Buffalo Bills.
2: Welcome everybody to week 14 of the Sean McDermott show, presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers comp attorney. Sean, thanks as always for joining us. You're coming off a huge win on Monday night football against the 49ers. It was the first Monday night football win for the Bills since 1999. What's that mean for you and what you've built here in Buffalo?
0: Well, it's really the next step, Steve. I thought the guys came out, did a great job, well-crafted game plans by the coordinators and and the players executed. I saw a team that played aggressive yet disciplined, and I think that's what you got to be able to do. Those those two have to work hand-in-hand. Well, Coach, Josh obviously is a
2: big part of that and is coming off another incredible performance. It was his third game this season with four passing touchdowns. He became the second quarterback in NFL history with three games in one season with 375 yards passing or more three touchdowns and a passer rating of 130 or better. This time he did it on the national stage on Monday Night Football. So how much do you think he deserves to be in the MVP
0: discussion? Yeah, I think when you look at the, the his season in totality at to this point, 12 games in, and he's really taking the next step. He's written the next chapter in his book and his development and his career. And And that's a credit to him and the coaches and and the work that he's put in and you know there's there's always bumps in the road for young players in particular that position and and what that position has to balance but i really thought he really let the game come to him and and yet was in control of the game the whole time and and uh, i thought that was indicative of his week of preparation and what he's been doing most of the year well you can't mention the game josh had without talking about cole beasley
2: he had 113 yards in the first half and finished with a career high 130. And that was his fourth game this season of over 100 yards, and it keeps him on pace for the best season of his career. How do you describe the chemistry between Josh and Cole and how it has developed over the last two years?
0: Well, it's been huge. Uh, when you have an instinctive player like Cole in the slot that can do things, and then the report that those two have built, you know, there's timing involved in the passing game. So to be on the same page, to be on the same page from a, from a clock issue also is, is huge. and. And Cole's just made some big-time plays for us uh, all season long. really.
2: Now, on the other side of the ball, you got another game-clinching interception out of your all-pro corner, Tredavious White. It was his third interception of the year, all of which have come in the fourth quarter. Tredavious now has 16 second-half takeaways since 2017. It leads all NFL defenders. And now his game has developed even now that he's coming off a Pro Bowl campaign last year. Talk about that development.
0: Well, I think the cool part about Trey and what he's been able to do is, you know, we obviously signed him to a long-term contract at the start of the season there, just on the end of training camp. And the cool part about Trey is that he has not taken his foot off the gas at all. And if anything, he's worked harder. And I think that's great when you're committed to developing your craft at a high level. And that growth mindset, I think it's just, it's just awesome because it also speaks to our locker room and the other young players around him as well.
2: You can't talk about the leaders on the defense without bringing up Micah Hyde. Now, Hyde had a game-high 12 tackles. He had a huge interception that he returned down inside the five-yard line. And he and Jordan Poirier get a lot of praise as the backbone of your secondary, let alone your entire defense. But what specifically does Micah bring to your locker room?
0: Well, Mike is a positive guy with a lot of good energy, and he has position flexibility. I think he does a great job. He's he's uh, one of my guys that I always look to to get the pulse of the locker room, the pulse of our football team, and he shoots me straight, and that's that's great. I, he's just a mature young man, and it's been really fun to watch him develop on and off the field since, since he's come to Buffalo a few years ago.
2: Your defense also got a key player back this last week. Matt Milano was back in the lineup, but now A.J. Klein still played a huge role for you against the 49ers, but what did you see from Matt in his return, and how did that play into the performance of your entire linebacker group as a
0: whole? Good to see Matt back out there. He gives us some good juice, and he's he's an athlete, and, he, and he's a guy that plays the game extremely fast and physical. I think he's a tough guy to go up against from an offensive standpoint, and... The guys love them, the guys like having them back, and certainly we're very high on what AJ Klein's done as well. So I just love the unselfish approach by both of those two young men and how they approached this last week. Coach, you're now nine and three, and you got a one
2: game lead over the Dolphins in the AFC East, you have four games left. Now, if you think back to the goals you set in the off season, how does it compare with where you expected to be in December?
0: Yeah, all, all the goals are still there for us. Uh, we haven't accomplished them yet. Uh, they're still there, so there's still meat on the bone as far as that goes, Steve. And, and I know our players are right now trying to get ourselves ready for the Steelers, a big-time opponent coming in here and a team that uh, has one of the best, if not the best, record in the NFL. And so it will be a big challenge for us. But I know our team is uh, just focused on improving every week, and that's that's all we can say right now. Thanks, Coach. We'll catch up with you later
2: in the show to get your final thoughts on your upcoming match with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chopping Wood is presented by St. Bonaventure University, the official education provider of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back to the Sean McDermott Show, and it's time now to break down the film of another edition of Chopping Wood with our good buddy Eric Wood. E, the Bills hadn't won on Monday night since 1999, and Josh came out and lit up the 49ers' defense for 375 yards and four TDs. It felt like a statement game from him and the offense. What did you see from
1: Josh through the air? Yeah, Josh had an excellent night, and he really spread the ball around great. Brian Dayball did a great job of mixing in some easy completions some throws down the field. And as we look at the tape, we're going to be able to break it down and show the Bills fans exactly what they were doing. But Cole Beasley had a monster first half with 113 yards, which was a career high
2: for him. They got him involved early with his 31-yarder on the first drive.
1: Cole Beasley all year against zone defense has been absolutely lethal. Uh, Here the Bills use two vertical routes, and Cole Beasley does a great job of finding a spot in the zone. Josh buys a little bit of time in the pocket actually moves to his left on this play and delivers a great ball down the field.
2: And when you're missing guys like John Brown, you need guys like Gabe Davis to step up, and he did that here on this nice 22-yarder
1: on 2nd and 12. So this play, the Bills use a play action, and this might be one of the best throws I've ever seen Josh Allen make. He throws it over the underneath linebackers into a very tiny window in the secondary of the 49ers, and I love Josh's reaction after he lets go of the ball, almost like a guy trying to make a putt, and it's breaking. He, he has that reaction when he throws it in just an unbelievable throw.
2: Yeah, and so with just under three minutes to play in the first half, they convert on a fourth down and then call... What looks like an RPO to Dawson Knox for what looks like an
1: easy touchdown. Yeah, touchdowns are hard to manufacture in the red zone in the NFL. And Brian Dable all year has done a great job of scripting different plays. We have not seen this concept at all this year from the Bills in the red zone. And they use hard play action. Dawson Knox comes across the formation. It's a tough look on the 49ers defense. And the receivers on the outside do a phenomenal job blocking as well. Okay, let's fast forward to the third quarter and look at
2: some great play designs by Dayball to get Josh an easy touchdown. This one is to Isaiah McKenzie
1: so this is a man beater concept and the bills use a little bit of a rub route a legal pick scheme on the outside gabe davis does a great job of rubbing the defender not blocking the defender but getting in his way and isaiah mckenzie gets in for a very easy score josh does a great job just throwing a catchable ball because those are the layups that you often see quarterbacks miss at times
2: yeah and then once again in the fourth quarter they got the game clinching touchdown from gabe davis he was wide open for this 28 yarder and Wow, hard to scheme up a play
1: more open than this. Yeah, on this play, I think Josh Allen caught Richard Sherman guessing, and Richard Sherman's one of the smartest, best defensive backs in the NFL, but Josh does a great job of holding him with a tiny pump fake, and Gabe Davis runs right by him for another easy score for the Bills and just caps off a night where Josh Allen was on absolute fire.
2: Yeah, it was great to see the Bills light it up in prime time. Now let's see what Josh can do against the Steelers' top-ranked defense on Sunday night. Eric, thanks for this. Yep. Thanks,
3: Steve. Maddie Glab here with this week's game preview. It's the nine and three AFC East leaders and the Buffalo Bills hosting the eleven and one AFC North leaders in the Pittsburgh Steelers for a Sunday night football matchup. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is in his 17th season, and the Bills are seeking their first win against Big Ben. The Steelers' defense is tough to score on, only allowing 17.6 points per game, which is the lowest in the NFL. They force turnovers and get to the quarterback more than any team, ranking first with 44 sacks, 16 interceptions, and 23 takeaways. Buffalo's offense ranks 10th, averaging 378.8 yards per game and are the best at converting third downs, doing it 49.3% of the time. Josh Allen is the second player since at least 1950 to have three games with at least 375 passing yards, three touchdowns, and a 130 passer rating in the same season. He is just one touchdown away from tying Hall of Famer Jim Kelly's team record of 34 total touchdowns for the most in a single season. Since Week 7, Buffalo's defense has the second-most interceptions with eight and the fourth-most takeaways with 12. They've also totaled 19 sacks in the last six games. The Steelers lead the series against the Bills with 16 wins and 10 losses. That's this week's game preview. Steve, back to you.
2: Thanks, as always, Matty. Coach, you're coming off a big win in prime time, and now you have the 11-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town for Sunday night football. Do you think this game is going to be a good indicator, maybe, of how close you are to being that championship-caliber football team you've always hoped your team would be?
0: Well, it's really another opportunity for us to grow as a team. And what a cool experience this will be preparing for this week's game. Like every week, you know, they're all the same. We try and measure them all the same. We have a lot of respect for this opponent. You know, we know that they're coming off of a, of a heartbreaking loss in terms of their season and, and uh, one that I'm sure that they're going to want to get back on, on the right track. So I've been there before being undefeated in a season and know, know the pressure that that comes with. And so I know what happens after that game as well. And so we've got to be on ourself uh, on our game this week and continue to grow and improve and uh, be on our A game knowing that this is going to be a, one of those games that it's going to come down to, to the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, last year you came back in the fourth quarter to beat the Steelers on Sunday night football to clinch a playoff spot. What's different about this year's matchup between these two teams?
0: Well, each year is different. You know, they're in a different position. We're in a, in a different position as well. And, and I think our team is is in uh, a different position from a maturity standpoint, from an experience standpoint more than anything, in particular with, with Josh's experience now. And, you know, I think as, a, as an organization, we're in a different position as well. And that's that's a good thing.
2: Thanks, Coach. Good luck this week against Pittsburgh. We're going to be back next week to recap your game against the Steelers and preview your week 15 matchup against the Denver Broncos. And for you at home, everybody, thanks for watching The Sean McDermott Show presented by Connors and Ferris, and like every week, go Bills. Final Thoughts is presented by your local Toyota dealers. The Sean McDermott Show is presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. By Independent Health, you deserve the red shirt treatment and by your
0: local Toyota dealers.